0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back, 500 Mile Podcast, Michael Skinner, Justin Kolb alongside you, as always, had a race this weekend, but more importantly, we had a bombshell, well, a couple bombshells actually today drop, and that's where we're going to be spending most of our attention here, so, uh, let's just jump straight into it, uh, Michael, I guess the biggest bombshell that we started with here this morning was the fact that the teams had a scheduled meeting with NASCAR today, but decided to boycott it um, on the grounds that they felt that the meeting was just going to be dominated by talks about getting rid of the charter system. Um, so kind of unprecedented, I guess. To, I mean, at least in this new um, series format, I guess. Um, haven't really heard anything like this at all so want to get your thoughts on this
1: yeah it's definitely um it's definitely something that you kind of don't expect between you know team owners and the governing body of the sport that that they currently compete in but i can i can completely 100 understand uh you know where they're coming from you know you and i were talking off air you, know, you bring a good point you know they want to get rid of the charters um which i you know agree with that at you know at some point but there's got to be uh, a different way for those teams to garner some of that revenue but uh, you know basically what you were saying is you can't you know these teams like 2311 that just bought two charters for you know probably a total of 30 million dollars you can't tell them all of a sudden next year that you know that's kind of null and void that, that that charter is not worth nothing um so i mean i if somebody told me that at work that you know they were going to stop paying me a salary today and give me something different tomorrow. I don't know if I'd show up to work if I didn't like it either. I don't know about you. Yeah, uh, no, but to kind of just get into um, like some of the, the eye opening stuff that kind of came out of the information for that meeting, uh, you know, going over with the TV deal. Uh, I, I, I certainly wasn't aware until I, I looked at the article, but uh, you know, the racetrack's, Supposedly get 65% of the TV revenue money. The teams get 25%, you know, split up. And then NASCAR itself gets 10% uh, of that money. Uh, And Fox and NBC roughly pay around $800 million a season. So I can imagine that they're probably uh, looking for probably right around the same money in that TV contract deal. I don't know if they'll get any more, uh, you know, with Oh man. I mean, what, what, what was the race on Richmond? What was the percentage down like 41% compared to last year? I think like it was a massive number. I mean, I, I the lowest I think we've been is like 8% down and everything else has been in, in double digits down. Um, and it's kind of gotten worse as, as the year has gone along. So that's not very good when you're, when you're talking these, you know, you know, when they're talking to these people trying to work on TV deals. So, I'm not surprised that we kind of came to a, a head you know, at, at a meeting, so to speak, with some of the team owners. Um, it seems like from just a little bit of reading that I was doing, is it seems like uh, the JGR president and the 2311 president are really the big kind of movers and shakers of, of putting their foot down. Um, and I think the biggest thing that comes from that is, especially for a team like Jug is Racing, you know, look at what they went through last year with you know, the likes of losing Kyle Busch now, whether, you know, you want to believe the, the, all the things that went on, you know, behind the scenes originally, I guarantee you that they went into that season, you know, probably the first two or three contracts wanting to make sure that Kyle Busch was in the 18 car, um, you know, coming into this year, but because of the, you know, revenue split, you know, Joe Gibbs racing doesn't have companies outside of just being a car owner. You know, he's not Hendrick Motorsports. He's not Roush. You know, he's not Penske. You know, there is no other avenue uh, that Jokers Racing makes money other than just being a race team. Uh, So I can see from their side of it of why they would be one of the major ones to put put their feet down because the sponsorship model isn't there. And if these tracks, and, and you can contest to this, you know, you were just at a track that got shut down that had fantastic racing, Uh, But maybe not the best amenities, but I mean, if I told you that the tracks get 65% of an $800 million, you know, a season contract and you go there and it looks like utter garbage, you know, would you believe me at that point?
0: No, that's, yeah, that was the point I made. You told me that number that they're getting 65% of that. And that's what I said. I was like, if they're getting 65%, why didn't anything get done with Auto Club these past few years? Because that truck or that track, I've said it before, is stuck in the 2000s. Like... If they're getting that much, what exactly are they doing with that money? Because to me, it seems like they're just pocketing it. And, I mean, that's no good for really anybody at that point. Obviously, you have a few tracks, Atlanta, Phoenix, that went through some big renovations and, um, you know, really good renovations. But other tracks, like the older ones, you kind of have to scratch your head and just go, like, where's that? Where's all that money coming or going? Because um, it really makes you wonder. Some of these tracks are obviously in better shape than others, but the ones that really need help, those are the ones you kind of scratch your head on.
1: Yeah. So basically kind of, um, just digging, digging into this article a little bit more. Um, so this is from, from AP, uh, the charters are basically, you know, what they were concerned that the major of the conversation was going to be in. Like you said, um, the NASCAR teams want, uh, Jim France and Lisa France to be at the table going over, um, you know, making sure that they're there going over the no- negotiation. Uh, but kind of the, the the reasoning behind that is the charters uh, are both renewable. So the current ones expire at the end of the 2024 season. Um, and by NASCAR, if a team fails to perform over a predetermined length of time, the race teams want the charters to become permanent. Uh, so basically, if you, if you have a team like Rick Rare Racing and this is the, the part where I kind of agree with it. Um, you know, if you're a team like Rick, racing where you have two underperforming teams, um, uh, and you kind of just become a lot, a lackluster and a laughing, laughing stock. Um, uh, in a sense, NASCAR has the ability to not renew that, that charter. Uh, but I, I do agree that that does leave kind of like, we're going to talk about the appeal system in our next conversation does leave a lot of kind of blurred lines. Um, you know in a situation to where i agree that it should be permanent because it is worth 15-20 million dollars at this point uh but i'm also on the fence is that i don't want teams that are there just to make money off that 15-20 million dollars uh, um you know i would love a team like Dale hard you know junior junior motorsports to be able to to buy its way in but i don't know if junior motorsports will ever want to buy in if you know if it's 20 25 million dollars for a charter and they're not sure that that charter is going to be worth that much the next year. You know, what happens tomorrow if we have an economic crash? How much is that $25 million charter going to be worth? And these teams need to get out of it. That charter could be worth nothing, you know. In the grand scheme of things, it means absolutely nothing. You know, so that's where I kind of kind of agree that I don't think it should be permanent. I think it does need to be maybe viewed in a different way. You know, you and I kind of talked maybe like a buy-in system for new teams kind of like formula to where they got to pay you know 30 40 million dollars to the other teams to come and participate in in the series of nascar um, because you know at some point in time that another team is going to want to enter and it's going to be a team that really wants to enter if they're willing to spend 30 40 million dollars not buy a charter for 15 sit sit on it for a couple of years and then sell it for 25 because an actual real race team that's going to participate and try to go in races is you know going to be a part of it um so yeah i kind of have my thoughts and, and opinions on that but i i do see a lot of uh glaring things that you know i've myself as a race fan has hasn't really seen before and i don't know um how much you really knew about it either justin but just the fact that the, these tracks were getting 65 percent of the money and uh, some of the tracks i've been to over the years i i wouldn't i would have thought that that the reason that they were charging you know, two, three hundred dollars a ticket is because, you know, they were barely affording to pay their rent. You know, but apparently they're getting sixty five percent of eight hundred May. Now that is spread across however many racetracks. I think there's twenty now, but that's still a ton of money. Plus you're making money off ticket sales, plus you're making money off concessions. The fact that they're not putting that back into their racetrack, that's just as big of a black eye. Excuse me, a black eye on the sport as the disaster at Coda at turn one, you know, if the racetracks themselves aren't willing to put money back into the sport themselves and make their facility top notch, then why would a fan want to go there when you're charging two, two hundred dollars for for a ticket? Um. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Looking at some of this stuff really does open your eyes, just to kind of see how much money these teams are are, are putting forth and why they are so sponsor dependent. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 on this one, you know, as I, I do think the charters, like I said, I do think the charters eventually need to be kind of faced out. There's gotta be a better process um, because like I said, if there was an economic crash tomorrow, that charter becomes worth nothing. You know, if Denny Hamlin pays 20, $25 million for two charters for uh, 2311 and, you know, we go into a, some type of recession this year there's no telling that that charter might only be worth five million dollars
0: yeah you know and that was so i mean that was my big point that i made with you was you know i i do agree that you know the charter system while not great can't just be phased out immediately there has to be some sort of system in place because you can't have guys like you said like denny hamlin with twenty three eleven, where you just bought another charter for throwing a number out there 13 million and you can't tell them two years later, oh, sorry, that's not worth anything now. Like, it it's, it's not good. Yeah, and then the, I... o- the other thing with those charters, as we saw with Chip Ganassi, was it was a good way to kind of get out with, you know, you put a lot of money in, and you do get a return with that. Now, obviously, you didn't need the – you can do that without a charter, but what, it was a good nest egg, if you will, for these teams to, you know, if they did want to get out, they would get compensated for – their their work that they put into this uh the series
1: yeah i i and that's that's one of the reasons i 100 agree with it the the part of that kind of concerns me with it is you have uh you know kind of we were talking with junior motorsports you know that kelly run you know it, it's they aren't her junior's names on the company but it's really kelly that runs it you know and kelly is is a very finance driven you know woman so she's not going to make a bad decision to say i hope that this charter is worth 30 million if i pay 20 today right they are not as much as we want junior motorsports to be in the cup series they are not going to make that jump until the charters come back down to a reasonable price i don't think that they're at a reasonable price i think um you know somebody put it best so you gotta buy a, a charter which is going to be 13, 14 million dollars. actually I think it was junior that that actually laid it out. you gotta buy a charter for dollars 15 million dollars a piece. you gotta buy a building for a couple million dollars. you gotta buy land for a couple million dollars. then you gotta buy and build race cars for a couple million dollars. let alone you spent 15 million just to, just to say, hey I have a spot after spending another 100 million on a race team itself
0: on a program that you don't even know if you're going to be able to turn a profit on. You don't even yeah, know if we, you're going to make any money. You're you may lose everything you had. And, and
1: to put this in perspective of just how impressive trackhouse racing has been with their program is a testament to all of the people that they have behind the scenes. You know, that took a lot of money like that money just trackhouse track house, the investment that trackhouse probably put in to become front row contenders two years into their program was probably well, probably well North of hundred, $115 million easily. Um, you know, and if you, if we want to see more of that, we cannot continue to raise that price. You know, we can't rely on sponsorship money. You know, we have to have a little bit of bigger spread. It honestly, honestly, if, if, if the racetracks aren't going to improve themselves, uh, they they don't need sixty five percent. I mean, look at the effort that North Wilkesboro is putting in to hold the All Star race. You know that's the kind of effort that I expect to see from other racetracks that are getting sixty five percent of eight hundred million dollars plus ticket sales. Right? Yeah. Why are tickets so expensive? You want to put you want to put asses in the stands. What's the one thing we were talking about where the All Star race should go last year? Right? Make it somewhere where you want to go where it's not expensive. It doesn't have to be expensive to look good. Right? If you if you sell a ticket for the two three hundred dollars, right, and you get and you fill 25-30 percent capacity, that's only 25-30% capacity that you're selling concessions, that you're selling racing gear, that you're making you're making the drivers, teams money, things like that. If you cut those ticket prices in half, fill all of the seats, you're making the same amount of money on asses in the seats but you're also making more in concessions because you have more mouths to feed. It, it's so, uh, you know, my, my just kind of, uh, you know, side story, like, so just a his perspective. So uh, my, my dad is a big golf fan. So one of my things is I want to eventually take him to the masters, but to buy a ticket is extremely, extremely hard. Right. So, I don't know if you know anything about golf, Justin, but I'm sure you've heard of the Masters, right? It, it's one of the four majors. It's it's the, one of the biggest golf tournament you know in the world, really. If you can get a single ticket for 115 dollars. Okay. Okay. You, how many racetracks can you go to? That's going to be one of the four big racetracks for one hundred fifteen dollars.
0: I think right. That's how much my Fontana ticket was?
1: Their hot dogs and cheeseburgers, their concession stands. Their highest product is eight dollars. Okay. But you have to go into a lottery and a pool, and be- they do that so they continue to keep the the ticket prices cheap without people scalping. Right? They want people who are there to go watch golf. You have to. You kind of have to jump through hoops. Right? It goes on sale. I think like uh like June first or something like that. At like 9 a.m., right? You got to be on your phone, on your laptop, whatever, at 9 a.m. Trying to sit there to get yourself in line for a ticket, right? But the people that are doing that really want to be there. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. I would rather have families that want to be at a racetrack to go there rather than to have half empty seats, right? TV numbers are down. The, 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 the stands look Look crappy unless you know you were at California. The Daytona 500 is always always sold out. I don't know why we brag about that because NASCAR probably buys 25 of the tickets and gives them to, um, you know, all of your celebrities that really just don't give a shit about being there. You know, they just got free stuff probably for the weekend. Um, so yeah, it's if we're if we're gonna if we are gonna give the track 65 and we're gonna continue to get the product that we're gonna have, we're gonna continue to get the same results um yeah i just looking at looking at this and then looking at like the broadcast i mean I, fox we are how many races into this year I don't, I don't even remember like eight six i don't know however many races we're into this year already fox still cannot fucking line up sound when they ride on board they still don't have the sound synced up to where they are on the racetrack how sad is that it is pitiful we are we are a laughing stock at this point like it is a joke we have so so apparently over the past however long they've been doing the fucking stage breaks we've been lied to and thought these were real interviews but they're just tape recorded during a fucking commercial well
0: um that's not necessarily true but that one was and that one wasn't Whoa. Yeah, that one i don't know,
1: know. how do we uh... know Hell, the guy, they could have recorded that while he was at home on on, on a Friday night or something.
0: But you get, get my point, kid. though. Yeah. Like,
1: this year, we had so much. NASCAR had really, really good momentum after last year. Um, the, the the final kind of was underwhelming and things like that. But we had the Hail Melon, right? It was all over the news. Sold out Daytona 500. Relatively decent decent race. Uh, you know, we roll into Fontana. Sold out crowd. Really good race and then we just kind of start falling off the cliff. Um yeah. I, and there, there's a there's a point in this article that kind of that kind of bothers me too. So, you know, we had a 41% of our viewership down. And this article is basically blaming that on Chase Elliott having his leg broken. So you're telling me that 41% down. There's 41% of of NASCAR that are Chase Elliott fans that do not watch racing without Chase Elliott in it. That's even worse. Right? That's even worse. Just like you you sent me a text message today. And trust me, I am 100% in the same boat. As sad as it sounds, if you didn't have a favorite race car driver, would you still be watching NASCAR on Sundays after all this nonsense? Or would you go find something else to do on a Sunday?
0: Well... We'll get into that, I guess, in our next topic here. Because um, I do want to get into this, and this one is going to be a little bit more, <laughs> I think, ranty. I don't know how we can rant any more than we did that one. but Because um, this one is it's, it's really bad. It's really bad. I don't know how we can... This one made me reconsider things with the colleague appeal today. Um, if you don't know, um, essentially, they got 25 points back out of the 100 they took from them. They are still being fined $100,000. Crew chief is still on suspension for four weeks after Hendrick Motorsports. And I don't, (laughs) we can talk all we want about the appeals, what evidence they had. That's great. We don't know jack shit. Why don't we know anything about what was done or anything like that? Why, why do we have this, this cover? Why are we trying to cover everything up about this appeal? What's the point? What's the point? This is the biggest frustration out of all of this with the appeals is the fact that they don't tell us anything. And then we're led, led to speculate that... Because, I mean, you look at it, it doesn't look great when you right. have... Because yeah, we're well, right. Because
1: we're right. That, that's just, that, that's it, why.
0: It doesn't look great. It doesn't look great when, you know, you have a four-car team. Every single one of their louvers is taken, yet they get all their points back. And then you have this small two-car team that... You know, $100,000 to them is a huge one, fucking deal. One car. The other car was fine. Just yeah. one. One car, one Louvre. They got taken away. And they got a harsher penalty. Why? Nobody can't answer that question. Why can nobody answer that question? Because we don't tell anybody that anything. I answer No, 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 no. Why, why don't we know the answer to this question? Nobody knows anything. Why does nobody know anything? Why does nobody know anything, Michael? Why does nobody know it. anything?
1: Why they don't, don't they tell, tell us?
0: Why don't they tell <laughs> us? What's the point- they're so they've been so secretive for the past 10 years. Why don't they tell us anything? It's so frustrating. It's they so don't. frustrating. Listen, I, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't make them look any better when you have a situation like that. When you have a team that already looks favored, I don't want to say they are favored, but that's the look you give people is they look favored in the eyes of NASCAR. Because you you give them all their points back, yet they still hold the hammer down on this team. And I, I don't care solved. that it's a different. I don't care that it's a different appeal board for you know. You have different people and different appeal boards. That's great. I great. I I don't care if we're gonna have a situation like that. You can't. You can't seem to favor one team and not the other, because that's that's what it looks like right now. And NASCAR really got a double black eye with this. When you had the teams m- boycotting the meeting this morning, and then you have this situation. It's 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 one of those situations that really makes you stop and think, like, do I want to keep watching this? Like, what's the point at this point, you know? Like, the racing isn't great. When you look at Coda, we had an hour to finish two laps, and then you have drivers defending that, you know, it's... It's a, you're robbing the fans of a great finish if you finish it under yellow. Well, I saw the greatest tweet from, I sent it to you earlier, from at rtp one on Twitter. He said, it's funny when I hear the fans, or when I hear the, quote, fans feel cheated when it comes to yellow finishes. Funny, I feel cheated when I sit there for 30 minutes to an hour plus watching shit get torn up, waiting for a painful green-white checker to come to an end. I don't know how you can put it more perfectly. It's
1: especially it, with it as much they It just makes you wonder about, at the end of the day about cost, right? Everything's cost. Yeah. Everything's a bullshit cost reason. But here we are. You know, he just says it correct. Like, and I've been saying that for how long? It's just, it's dumb. I mean, it, just to kind of put in in, in what you're saying there, right? It, why don't we know things? Is the same reason why we blur the fucking dashes on TV. Fucking why? Why can't we see it? What information is so secretive? Literally, Formula One, This the day that they get to the racetrack, they put their race car out for everybody to
0: see in front of their garage and they just step away. And that's the biggest racing series in the world. Yeah, Yet, what here American. in America. Yeah, here in America, sorry, you can't see our dashes. We have temperatures on there. Like, who the fuck cares? I just, and,
1: and kind of going back, the. I, I hate using I hate I hate speculation and I hate saying that, you know, because of who HMS is, they get special treatment.
0: But that's that's the look. That's the look right I now. Don't,
1: I desperately don't want to believe that. But how many times over the years have we seen the exact same thing? um Just again, just kind of just we're going to go back to 2020, right? We're going to go back to the covid year. We're going to go back to. Or sorry, we're going to go to 2020, a year after COVID. We're going to go to Kyle Larson's championship winning season. So Hendrick Motorsports goes on a tear and wins half of the first, uh, you know, I think 20 races, right? Then all of a sudden we heard rumblings right around what was, I think, Nashville. Right after Nashville, Super Speedway. That NASCAR and other well other teams have started complaining to NASCAR about the front bumper of the Hendrick Motorsports Chevys. So then NASCAR puts out a saying that okay, we're confiscated the, the front bumpers, yada yada, all that stuff, right? Then we never heard anything about it. So it was basically swept under the rug, but kind of through the grapevine, we heard that they basically were told not to bring it back, right? And then if you go back and look at their win percentage, a win percentage isn't near anywhere near what it was for the first half of the season, right? So we confiscated stuff, didn't there's no penalty, other teams knew about it. Right. But again, I go back to Pocono last year. Teams knew that there was tape underneath the wrap of the Joe Gibbs racing cars and they fucking deleted them from the race. You know what I'm saying? Like over the over the last couple of years, how is it not impossible to look at this and say Hendrick Motorsports gets extreme, extreme favors? Look at over the. No, okay. No matter who they hire, right? I'm sure Hendrick Motorsports has some of the best of the best inside that shop. But you're telling me that, and and I say this, right, because I'm talking about manufacturer-wise, that a team like Jogu's Racing, who has 100% backing from Toyota, right? We all know that 90% of that is all Toyota Racing development, right? So you're telling me that a national corporation from Toyota With hundreds and hundreds of engineers, right, isn't able to compete with Hendrick Motorsports, which is a solo entity, essentially, and Chevy, right? But you go and look, and it's like, okay, well, Hendrick Motorsports has dominated for all of these years. We get a brand new car that's supposedly even. They come out. They get caught for cheating. And then they dominate the next couple of races they still get to keep all their points from cheating what else are they doing yep. that's my question is i don't want to believe that there's favoritism but the fact of the matter is is if you catch them doing this and a black and white thing and you give them all their stuff back what else are they doing right because everything is so secretive the problem is is nascar made this car right it's tough to get parts people started modifying parts of stuff like that they got penalized you run in the same situation and it goes to NASCAR's favorite team, you know, what people call it, which hold which has NASCAR's favorite driver with Chase Elliott, right? You add all of that stuff up and you have the people that are on the other side of that fan base and they're like, um, okay, something's not right here. And the only people the problem is when the only people defending you are your own fans, that's the problem. When NASCAR's not even defending you, that's a problem. NASCAR knows that they cheated, know that they did wrong, and it's a black and white penalty. I just don't, I don't understand how something can be black and white. You and I talked about it earlier. If it's a black and white penalty, there should be no appeals process. That's black and white. Yep. You either did or you didn't. NASCAR took it back to the R&D center, saw something they didn't like, they get penalized. It's black and white. It, it, there is no appeal process for black and white. I'm sorry, it's not a. This isn't a murder trial. Right we're not we're, try, we're not trying to convince a jury that he's guilty they were guilty everybody knows it they were guilty and a black and white rule they messed with the louvers. you want to know how i know that they're guilty they fucking admitted it Chad out admitted it on television to everybody watching admitted they cheating how how is a black and white penalty that was admitted, not enforced. It's it's appalling. Because again, I don't I, I grew up loving NASCAR and I grew up loving the sport, but I find myself in these situations to where I I don't I, I don't know if I actually sit back and enjoy it anymore. I really don't. Because the racing isn't great, NASCAR refuses to do things that are necessary to make it better you have other racing series that at least add some type of form of actually being a sport and not just an entertainment and then you have all this dumb shit that comes out right and it's just it's it's frustrating because i understand that it's extremely extremely hard to run anything right but it can't be it just cannot be that difficult to follow a black and white rulebook i'm sorry it just can't I, I i don't know where i don't know how you go from a black and white rule a year later it gets disproved that it's a black and white rule and then a week later you get penalized for the same thing for one there was eight this was one eight movers to one like come on like it's a joke yeah. it's it's a joke it's not funny anymore it's sad. It, it, do you really want to turn do you really want to tune into the next race to watch the team that just got caught cheating, go out and lead 100 200 laps to win the race again? Like is that what you really want to watch? Like That's... this is this race this race was this car was supposed to create parody and it did for the first year. but now we just have the dominant team getting back to being dominant and then you have them blatantly cheating, admitting they they, they messed with it. And then getting off scot-free. I,
0: I... Yeah. I uh <sighs> I for the longest time was, you know, one of the people that was like, there is no favoritism in this sport. Every team is the same. But when you see stuff like what happened here, it's just hard not to go to that assumption. Cause what other assumption is there? They don't tell us anything, so what else are we supposed to believe? You know? If we're gonna give a, a team that's been dominant this entire season, all their points back sure they took away money but you know what four hundred thousand dollars is nothing to hendrick motorsports it's a small bump in the check yeah there you go and (laughs) people can say you know it's a different team a different appeals board or whatever that's all great but at the end of the day no that's not even the problem that's not the problem the problem is that they keep everything lock and key Nobody can say anything about this. They don't give any information. Nobody can say anything about these appeals. They had Chris Rice on Race Hub, and even he was like, can't say anything about this. So it's either we make everything as transparent as possible with all this, which we should be doing in the beginning. Again, I I don't. It's just baffling to me that you have – like, you you made the perfect example. F1, the biggest racing series in the world. Most technical. Yeah, and they really don't have any secrets to what I'm aware of. They can't. They, they, yeah. They literally they got to read it.
1: Teams they, used to take pictures and then recreate that exact race car and bring it the next year. And even F1 was like, all right, that's a little, little too far. What, you at least I, you at least got to come up with some type of your own idea. You know, it's not, like that old meme. What was it? A meme like, uh, that, that here's my homework. Here, let me copy it. Just change oh, yeah, it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying?
0: That, like, that was my favorite. Was that was yeah, my
1: that's favorite. That's what was moment. happening, and then even F1 was like, "All right, yeah, that's a, a, a little That was my favorite much. moment
0: from F1, seeing that. And um, yeah, but the pink but, Mercedes. Yeah, but you have a series like F1 that has everything out there, yet here in NASCAR, we're maybe a quarter of the size of the fan base, if you will, you know, of the attention that we get, and, and we're everything's blur- supposed to be the same. Yeah, that's the point. Like, the, everything to be the is same. the same. Everything is the same. So why the dashboards is kind of like whatever in the grand scheme of things. But when it comes down to things that actually matter, like appeals and what teams are actually doing, like Jeff Gordon kept saying, there were a bunch of texts and emails that went back and forth to NASCAR about this. Great, show us, show us, so we know that there is no bias, there is no favoritism, because right now that's the only thing that we're led to believe. Because there's nothing else that you can tell us otherwise. So, that's... it. It's just such a tough thing to go about. Because you have this every week with that team dominating. And then, you know, you put a situation like this in front of them. And I honestly thought that Colleague was going to get the points back. Not because of the same situation as Hendrik. But because how could a team like Kallig have one louver taken away. Like everybody said, if you're going to cheat, you're going to do it to both. There's no point in just doing it to one. And they get laid down even harder than Hendrick did. So it's it's frustrating. It's one of those things. You you said it perfectly. You know, this is a series that we both grew up watching, loving, and it's like it's just deteriorating in front of us. And that was put yeah. on a spotlight today. And tomorrow, like but you I, said, it's probably not going to get any better with what's going to happen with Denny. All right.
1: So, man, it's it's so frustrating because we act sometimes as fans, we act like everything is like is the worst. Right. If we have. The race on on Sunday at Richmond wasn't it wasn't the best, but it wasn't bad. Like it it was a good race. Right. But the problem. But the problem is is that, you know, NASCAR has conditioned everybody and especially newer fans with all these promos of cars flying in the air and doing all that shit. Like, it, it's so funny. The stuff that NASCAR says that they don't want to do are the same things that they promote. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the things that they promote. Yep. I guarantee you we go to Kansas, and they show bubble Walls intentionally crashing Kyle Larson in a promo. I guarantee you they do. Right? But he was penalized, and he was, you know, kicked out of a race. Like, that that's the problem. The problem is NASCAR is so they just contradict themselves every single day oh, yeah. oh, like yeah. it's every day every day something comes out and it's something different it's no different than you come out last year and you say okay this is the deal with the new car all of these pieces are bought blah 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 it's meant for parity it's meant for the highest the teams that make the most money don't always have the fastest race car and vice versa and it worked for a year right and then literally two races into the year the most dominant team all of a sudden is now caught cheating and the black and white rule then dominates the next two weekends and then they're cheating, which is admitted, is allowed and then you admit a small, and then you put a small team that only had one problem, you know, that's the team that you, you you know, want to penalize? Like, that's a team that you want to make sure that you make an example of is that team is Callic racing of all people call not the multi-billion dollar company that's hendrick motorsports yeah it's man it's it's frustrating and it has absolutely nothing to do with hendrick motorsports itself right they're a good company you know they their success is earned the things that they've done all you know are earned your favorite drivers have raced for hendrick motorsports at a point in time my favorite drivers have have raced for hendrick motorsports at a point in time Right. If I was still a Hendrick Motorsports fan, if Kyle went to drive for Hendrick Motorsports again, I would still be sitting here with the same opinion because it makes NASCAR look bad. And that's the last thing that we need with a 41 percent decline is NASCAR to look worse. And that's all we're doing. So right now, as a as a fan in 2023, I look at it and I say, okay, we can't put asses in the stands. Right. Because we're charging too much money for families that actually can go to a racetrack. Then you have places like Bristol where the tickets aren't super expensive, but the hotels are charging thousands of dollars, you know, in the vicinity to stay there. So you you just you're making it harder and harder for the race fan to actually go to the racetrack. You know, then you have this parody car, which is supposed to give more drivers a chance at winning. Right. Which is supposed to bring more fans in because, okay, I'm a. Eric Amarola fan, right? He has just as good of a chance to go win a race as this guy because the car is the same. Even though he may not be as good as Kyle Larson, he may not be at a team like Hendrick Motorsports, right? So then you go there and you just watch Hendrick Motorsports go out and dominate. You get home, find out they cheated, right? You feel good that they got cheat they got caught cheating, right? Oh, like this will make things better. And then, as a race fan, that looking at it, they get everything taken back except for the money which is by far the, the least important thing in that whole scenario. And then that team goes out and dominates again on Sunday. Like ah. and it's like all fun and games. Like it's everybody's like joking and laughing about it. Like all the Hendrick Motorsports team and the guys come in laughing and smiling and you know joking around on on, on the broadcast and stuff like that. It's like how how does that make us look as a sport? Right, it's it's not solely how does it make Hendrick Motorsports, how does it make NASCAR look, how does it make us to a fan look? Yeah. i I'd...
0: I do uh, I do want to put a bow tie on this. Um, <laughs> bow tie. I didn't mean to do that, but that was yeah, that was pretty good. Um, I so colleague of racing uh chris rice was on race hub earlier today i listened to it when he was on there um he did not make any official announcement he said that announcement was coming tomorrow at 9 a.m eastern time so keep on the uh, the lookout for that but uh from what it sounded like um it did sound like they were going to move forward with the final appeal that final appeals officer is going to be bill mullis uh the langley speedway promoter so um Still have more information about that tomorrow, but that sounds like that's again, though, the plan. Again though. It's a black and white rule. I I understand. Just, there is no appeal. It's black and white. I know. I know. So we'll have to <sighs> wait and see what happens tomorrow with that like, as well as the Damon thing. I think
1: I think the thing that bothers me the most about it is like what are the repercussions going to come of this? Like <sighs>
0: like two right. things,
1: right? What if what if other teams manipulate a part this year? Go out, do the same thing, say some bullshit in there, you know, bring the vaseline and do all that kind of stuff. End of the appeals process, somehow win the appeals process on a black and white appeal, right? That that's looks just as bad regardless of who it is. It looks just as bad. But God forbid somebody else goes and modifies a part. Hell, Goes and modifies the same fucking louvers, goes to the appeal process and they lose. Yeah. Like, there's a chance that Hendrick Motorsports could have modified every single louver and got away with it, because here, here's my thing: what is now stopping them from being bringing those modified louvers to the race next stop, Sunday?
0: What's stopping well, them? Well, they're gonna get it taken away again. But but still, you know what I'm Let's... you get what I'm saying though? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right, let's move on to Bristol this weekend. Let's move on from that. This is even this is even
1: worse. This is stupid. This is just as dumb. (laughs) This is dumb. Put a dirt on a fucking regular racetrack. It's stupid. This is the dumb shit I'm talking about.
0: All right, that's like they
1: put dirt on fucking Monaco or fucking dirt on Indy. Just go piss people off. It's stupid. And you have it on Easter Sunday because your shit. The first shit show you had on Saturday was such a fucking disaster. But you had to move it to fucking Easter Sunday. That's even worse. So now our race teams can't even spend time with their families because NASCAR is too fucking arrogant and stupid to just admit that it was a bad idea.
0: I don't think it's gonna happen next year, but we'll see what happens. Who are you picking? It's gonna happen. Who are you picking? Who are you picking? Who are you picking for the truck race?
1: This is this. I'll say this one last. Justin, do you think Bristol night? Do you think the Bristol night race, dirt race, is a good idea?
0: No. I that's exactly think why I thought it was. I thought it was street
1: course was a good idea. No, I
0: that's thought that's
1: why it's fucking happening.
0: I thought because the... you're intelligent. <laughs> I thought the Bristol dirt race was cool for the first time. I didn't really want to see it again. That's where I'll leave that. And I, you know, my thoughts. I've said it here on this podcast. I never thought a street course was good, a good idea. Cool, we're trying it out for the first time. But I told you off air what I think is going to happen with this street course is there's already been a bunch of talks with the the Chicago mayor and everything in general, not about canceling it, but just about looking at the event in general. I think we do this first Chicago street race, you know, be cool. we We do it, but I don't think it happens next year. Just based off the fact that, A, the deal that the previous mayor put together was so shit for the city that <laughs> they're not going to let that happen again. Like, realistically, looking at the the logistics of all that and money-wise, NASCAR made out so well with how much money they're getting from that event. That city is pretty much not getting jack shit. So, that's the first thing. And second of all, yeah, I'm, I'm sure this new mayor is going to look at that and be like, uh, no thank you, goodbye. So... I think it's cool that we try it for the first time, but I don't think it happens again. So with that, who are you picking for the truck race on Saturday? Also, what time? Uh, this... Oh, Lord. Oh, never mind. That's the updated time.
1: I'm going to go with. I'll go with
0: Willie B. Byron. Okay. I'm going to go probably somewhat left field. I'm going Christian Eckes on this one. All right, all right. did i spell his right or his last name right i think i did no i missed a, a girl
1: my girlfriend calls him Eccles, and i'm like <laughs> where the fuck's the l
0: honestly i may start calling him that <laughs> at least
1: more... at, at least she sits there and watches it so christian eckles
0: i like that all right who are you picking for the uh the sunday race oh uh, i don't fucking know
1: Fucking uh, Ty Dillon. I could pick Ty Dillon at this point.
0: Is that your um, final answer?
1: Fuck no, come on. Let's not be that serious. Um, I'm going to go chase Briscoe.
0: Okay. Uh, Well... Yeah, I guess I'll just pull the trigger. All right. I'm going to go Tyler Reddick for obvious reasons. So I, I don't. I, th- I thought I had mm-hmm. someone else queued up, but that was the the person I was thinking about since probably about five o'clock today. So that's who I'm going with. Um, all right. Well, I mean, it's going to be dirt on Bristol. We've seen it already. So I don't have a lot to say about what we're going to see this weekend. Um, I have a feeling this race is actually probably going to be a little bit worse, considering the fact... Actually, what is... Hang on. I'm going to check the weather. Rain. Is it rain?
1: It's it's
0: 70%. Not for Sunday. Sunday. Precipitation is a 10% chance. So, actually, the rain starts Monday, so... Are you sure? That's what I'm looking at at right now. Oh, that's... Never mind, never
1: mind. That's not Bristol, Tennessee... Never mind. I was gonna say, I swear to God, I looked at it this morning and it said like. No, it 70%. still says.
0: No, it says Bristol, Tennessee is a nine percent chance on Sunday. Saturday, okay. it's a seventy percent chance. So. Wow,
1: oh, must have shifted.
0: Yeah, I will just say, if it does not rain on Sunday, that race is probably going to be pretty shit because that was one
1: I'm of looking the saving. At right re- here. I'm telling I've, you, it's gonna rain. I'm looking at
0: the weather.com your
1: weather
0: is broken that's what it says it says a nine percent chance
1: your weather Does this, is broken, if i
0: man. if i turn on my screen thing here okay that's discord here Look. it
1: started it starts at 12 percent, and it doesn't go to below Look. below anything until two
0: okay Look. i got you
1: i got you i see it i see it I that's see
0: all it. i got for you um but yeah i mean the fact that that track got watered down a lot of the time last year was probably one of the only saving races of that race um i don't have a lot of high expectations for that race so um
1: not looking at saturday it'll have a lot of water in it
0: yeah so we're, we're maybe a double header we'll have to see um just racing that... the dirt in the rain what does it matter put the damn st- windshield wipers well, on it you can't do that you we saw that 2021 you couldn't see shit there's so much mud. Why on not? The do you need me to pull up that video that's why you got the windshield wipers. That windshield wiper isn't gonna do anything for thick fucking mud, dude. Are you, have you seen how big the windshield wipers are?
1: That thing could hold. Those windshield wipers could hold up a house. Hang on. Those aren't regular windshield wipers, my man. Those things are massive.
0: Let's uh, let's take a look here, real quick, Michael. Let me uh, let me show you. Right. I
1: remember. Was... I remember. I don't
0: think you do. I don't think you do. I think you need a recap. Here, See
1: right there, you turn that windshield wiper on and wipe that mud right off.
0: I that's not what's gonna happen. Actually, that windshield wiper is probably gonna go right over that mud.
1: Listen, the day that I race and it's it rain, I'm that. gonna put it on. I'm gonna put it on Bristol dirt, and I'm gonna turn my damn windshield wiper on, and it's gonna work. Damn it. Well,
0: that's great. That's a simulation that doesn't account for. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, People take that stuff serious, though.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they do. Those are the people that just because it's in their mom's basements and race every day. Just be-
1: just because it just because it's simulation doesn't mean the racing is not real, Justin.
0: Okay, all right, and we got to move on. Um, let's. Uh, we got anything else racing here this week? I know that IndyCar is not. I am debating, by the way, on going to Long Beach. That's still up in the air. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, F one's not racing until the thirtieth of April. Correct.
1: Correct. Same thing with uh, MotoGP. I think the only major series um uh, that's back this week is supercross on set sa- uh, on saturday
0: where are they i think at? they're
1: in uh, glendale arizona i believe
0: okay all right maybe check that out we'll see all but right, i well, mean this... it is
1: most most of the time people you know race racing and you know these sports actually give their families time off on on, on easter you know, on yeah. easter you know but hey fuck it we're gonna go race on shooty ass fucking dirt racetrack why not because it's what the people want no, nobody fucking wants it on dirt. Nobody fucking wants it on Easter. Can't we just have a Bristol... One last rant, okay? So, NASCAR and their dumbass fucking brilliant minds, right, thought of this. Instead of... Okay, so they look back and they're like, okay, why is the Bristol race always rained out? And why are there no fans going to it in March? Right? Right? So their reasoning was like, oh, I know the problem. The problem is, is that it rains. So what we're going to do is we're going to move it a week later in April, do absolutely nothing, put dirt on it, and still have no fans in the stands. So if it rains, it just goes into the dirt. So you just got to think, you got to think above, right? You got to think above in the stratosphere, yeah, with those dumbass fucking ideas.
0: My bad.
1: Morons. <laughs> I just All right. just move it. Move it. Move it to like May. And just put the as- leave the asphalt on it.
0: And bam, there we go. Solved our problem. Ugh. If you want a dirt race, just take it to I guess they can't take it to Eldora anymore because they pissed Tony off, but why? I mean... Here's my thing. Why do we need a dirt race? It's not really Because real people dirt wanted to see it on dirt. People want to see it, it on dirt, so they got their wish. But weird... it's <gasps> But it's not real dirt racing. I know. I know. It doesn't
1: work that way. I know. If uh, if that was true, Kyle Larson would win everything. If that's how it worked, he'd win. Joey Logano. I don't think he's ever seen dirt, All and right. he goes out there and wins. I'm not saying he's a bad race car driver, but it, it's not dirt. All right. Uh, Kyle All right, won last year, and he he still sucks on dirt. He goes and gets his ass kicked by his own kid this is true all right so let's
0: let's wrap this up you got anything else you want to you want to rant about real quick anything else we got to I'm touch sure I, we, uh... i'm sure sh-
1: i'm sure i could petty gms sucks uh or not petty whatever the hell they call them so they suck in the truck series the, oh, the poor the poor guy that punched uh the other kid in the nuts last year what's a daniel die that daniel guy
0: Dye. yeah
1: that dude that dude can't make it five laps out of the truck not breaking and it's not even his fault the dude's five laps down in the first five laps that's a different rant for a different day, <laughs> but yeah, just, just just I don't know.
0: All right, well that seems like a good place to call it then, because we're gonna have, I'm sure, a lot more to talk about next week.
1: Uh, yeah, so... we don't look. We're gonna have to start having like three or four episodes a week to get all these rants out, mm, my man.
0: I don't know. We're gonna that. have to
1: keep it rolling.
0: We're gonna need some more listeners for I that do... to happen. Some more interaction.
1: <laughs> I do want to shout out. uh your shirt, um, I got myself one. Hopefully, everybody got themselves one. Uh, super cool, uh, Josh Williams. You know, everything goes to goes to charity. Um, made a you know a, a bad situation into a good thing. Which I always love those types of deals. So, yes. yeah, um, that's, yeah, so that's all profits for me.
0: All profits went to his uh, hospital tour. So that was a big, yeah. Might as well. Why not? You know, it's not a nothing to lose with that. So. Picked up a shirt. It's gonna need a little bit of a wash. It's feeling a little uh a little new, if you know what I mean. And it's got some uh
1: But it's nice. It's... Oh it's definitely like. nice.
0: Yeah. I feel like cause right now it's got that new shirt like stiffness, because I pretty mm-hmm. much just took it out of the, the wrapping and then threw it on a hanger for today. But yeah, I think once you get a wash in it, it's gonna be all nice and soft. It'll be it'll be good. So I gotta I got a racing shirt. Maybe I'll wear it on Easter. Good shirt, good cause. Watching the race. Yeah. Okay. Indeed. Alright, well, I guess uh keep your ear to the ground, listeners, for uh tomorrow. Well, by the time you're, this comes out, actually, the announcement announcement's gonna be done. So, um, that'll happen. Uh you'll have the Denny Hamlin appeal tomorrow as well. I don't really know if anything's gonna happen with that. We'll have to wait and see, but that's all we got going with that. Um, if anything happens with the colleague appeal next week, with the final appeal, um, depending on what day it is, you'll hear from us about it. Um, and with that I don't know that I have anything else to say. So, Michael, whatever else you got, if you want to take us to the house, whatever you got.
1: Uh, well, I think that's pretty much my rant for the end of the day. I don't know if we got another five or six hours on this. So, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, anyway, as we always do, thank you guys so much for uh, watching and listening. Please hit that like and subscribe Leave us. And leave us, leave us comments, um, whether it's on you know, Twitter or whatever, whatever you follow us on, um, you know, The input is greatly warranted. Tell us what we're doing good. Tell us what we're doing bad. Uh, You know, but other than that, my name is Michael. His name is Justin. And again, we'll catch you guys uh, next week.